I'm Will Coleman, founder and CEO of Alto, and I built Alto to put an end to rideshare horror stories. You're used to the total lack of consistency in rideshare. Maybe it's a smelly car or a driver that asks just one too many personal questions. Not anymore. With Alto, you know exactly what to expect every ride. Every Alto driver is a trained Alto employee, and every Alto vehicle is part of our private fleet of luxury SUVs. Say goodbye to rideshare horror stories. Download the Alto app today and use code FOUNDER for $10 off your first ride. Welcome to the Coco Express Network. Talk radio that informs. Talk radio that inspires. Talk radio that enlightens. Talk radio for us all. Hello, hello, good afternoon, and welcome to the Cocoa Express Show Network. And I have to tell you, it is really cold outside, and I'm glad I'm indoors. I'm glad I'm indoors to do this particular show today because we don't always understand everything that is in the universe. We don't have, um, I don't think we have the ability to really wrap our brains around everything that goes on within ourselves and outside ourselves. And having that ability to understand that sometimes makes you sound like you're quirky or weird. But these things, they help create who we are and what we do, even if we don't understand or know about it. So not understanding it doesn't mean you don't need to know about it. And that's what we're doing today. We're opening our minds to understand what we don't always understand. Now, where do you go at night? And I don't mean where you go physically at night. When you sleep, where do you go? And today, we're going to find out exactly what happens when we close our eyes. And joining us today is Clementina Marie Giovanni, Giovanetti, forgive me. And she is an authority on dream interpretation and the author of the best-selling guide to spiritual interpretations of your dreams. And she's going to talk with us about her journey to becoming who she is. And then she's going to go into a little bit about who we are when we dream and what our dreams are and, and what they represent. And it's going to be really interesting. So I really hope you just sit down, get a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, and just listen and enjoy because I believe that our minds are going to be opened and expanded. And I have to tell you, she has been doing this for decades, and she is truly an authority. She's not a fly by night. She is truly an authority. So please allow me the opportunity to bring to you Miss Giovanetti. Well, thank you so much. Oh, you are quite welcome, and I am so honored to have you on the show today. Yes, I actually celebrated my 63rd birthday, January 26th. Oh. So, <laughs> congratulations and happy belated birthday. Thank you. And I and I initiated. I started doing this work uh publicly at the age of 17. So, it's been a long, long journey. Wow. 
Wow, 17. That is a long time, and that is a lot of experience that you have under your belt. And so that means that you've seen, heard, and experienced a great deal. So you have a wealth of knowledge. And it all began when I decided to reincarnate again, and this time in a soul, you know, in a girl's body. And I think it's really important for our listening audience today to help them to once again remember that they are an incredible spiritual being. They are a soul. They're a child of God. They're not their bodies. They're not their physical illusions. And the dream world, what occurs at night when we close our eyes and drift off to sleep, that is really such a powerful, powerful platform for to help us to remember who we really are, what we really are, and where we originated from as far as on a soul level. Because what I've seen over my 63 years is just so common, unfortunately, is that when when souls are first incarnated, they're still so connected, so aware to their soul consciousness, to their spiritual self. And they'll have so many spiritual abilities. Oftentimes, they will even be able to see and communicate with loved ones of the family that passed on, perhaps even before their actual birth date, you know, their grandparents or great-grandparents. And they're also able to just continue, as we say, fly in their dreams. They're free. And they might even have flashbacks as well of former lifetimes that unfortunately might have even brought in physical injuries still in this new body or traumatic memories of how they perhaps died or what occurred in that lifetime. And unfortunately, what I've seen over all these years is that the parents, the earthly parents, by this time, by the time they've had a child, perhaps are in their 20s or 30s, they have really disconnected from their true authentic self. They're probably not aware anymore of their spiritual self or their soul consciousness and unfortunately have allowed themselves to basically become humans. They're so programmed as a human and distracted by shiny things and money. And so they have severed their own spiritual or intuitive abilities. And then what happens when they go to sleep at night They're clueless. You know, when they go to sleep at night, it's like, I'm tired. I just want to go to bed. And then all of a sudden, the soul world opens up through the dream world. And all of these expressions and activities and events are occurring, and they have no idea what this is about. They don't understand it. And they can't even, they don't have the abilities any longer to bring that back with them into their conscious awake state. And then perhaps if a child, one of their children, approaches them and says, Mommy, I had this dream last night, or Mommy, I saw this man, and he says he's, you know, he's, one of, he's my grandfather. And, and then the parent doesn't know how to associate with that either. You know, there's that mm. disconnect. Yeah. That is, and, that's interesting. That's really interesting because mm-hmm. um, I, you know, as a child, I used to have all these weird things that I would, communicate to my senior, I call them, you know, the senior relatives, the, the mm-hmm. elders. 
And they would say, oh, yeah, she's absolutely right, but I was just a kid. But my mom would say, just be quiet. So I understand mm-hmm. exactly what you mean by that. Please mm-hmm. go on. It all, right. It all depends on the adult, right, as from a child perspective. So let, let's just journey back into my childhood, and you're welcome to journey back into yours. And perhaps you're going to we'll see some common reactions or responses from our adults, right, from our parents. So from the time I incarnated, I was probably two, three years of age when I realized, I, I guess I could say that I would, there was two of me. Because at nighttime, you know, I was sound asleep with my little teddy bear in bed, but then I would automatically, I mean, it was like normal for me. I didn't have to think about it. I would just, the second me would just rise up to the ceiling. And it was like a ghost-like spiritual self. And I remember the first couple times this happened to me, it was like, oh, my God, there's two of me, right? And at two, three years of age, I mean, obviously, I didn't even know how to read. I didn't know how to write. So it wasn't as if I had gone to some weekend workshop, right, or read some book about out-of-body experiences or astral projection or our spiritual self. This was just a natural process where I just basically released my soul self, my soul body and consciousness. And after I went through the ceiling, then I found myself, what I call into the astral planes, the spiritual world. And on one particular night, I was five years old when this occurred. As I was approaching the ceiling, an angelic voice called me and told me to follow. So I followed her. And the next thing you know it, I found myself with this angel, basically floating, standing in front of this house in Chicago, my hometown, that was totally engulfed in flames. And she told me my assignment was to go into the house and to wake up the children and the family dog and to bring them out to safety. I didn't think anything of it. Because by five years of age, I had done this pretty much on a nightly basis, and I had already had been exposed to angelic beings and had already been given other assignments, so this was just one more. So I floated into the house. I found the children. I found the family dog, and I started screaming, you know, wake up, wake up. The house is on fire. And they awakened. Somehow they were able to hear me. And then they followed me outside to safety. Now, what did they see? I don't know. I don't even know if they saw anything. It could have just been on a soul level. That would have been it. Just something, some presence guiding them. Well, eventually, I came back to my human body that was sound asleep, tired, exhausted. That was quite an assignment they gave me. And when I awakened back, and kind of just waddled into the kitchen looking for a bowl of Cheerios. I was like, wow, I'm pooped. You know what I had to do last night? And I proceeded, right, in total innocence and naivety and expressed and shared what I had just done the night before with the angel and the children. And I was so proud of myself. And I be told in great detail, well, at the time... While I was sharing my story, my father was reading the morning newspaper. And it was as if an earthquake began 
within him erupted. I mean, he was shaking the newspaper so violently. And eventually he dropped it down to look at me, and he was terrified of me. And my mother's response was, I told you we need to take her to the priest. She has to go through exorcism. She is possessed by the devil. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the way my earthly mom and dad responded (laughs) to my ability not only to interpret dreams, but to have lucid dreams and to be completely awakened on a soul level. Okay, so you just said something really interesting. Um, You said something about lucid dreams. So Mm -hmm. what are lucid dreams? Those are the dreams where we physically actually get up and do something? No, uh, not to disagree, an excellent question. Lucid dreams are really, it doesn't really matter. It's not about the dream It's about the dreamer, Mm. that the dreamer is completely awakened on a conscious level while they are, in fact, in the astral plane or the spiritual world. They are aware. It's almost as if only their body went to sleep, and they just Mm. transition with full consciousness now into what you would refer to as the dream world. And they are 100% awakened on a conscious level of what is occurring, who they are with, what that person is saying or attempting to do. And the most important part about a lucid dream is that the dreamer, having now been allowed to be in a lucid state, an awakened state, fully aware, not in paralysis, they are able to speak they are able to move. They are able to remain in control of themselves in the dream, mentally, emotionally, physically. And they choose the final outcome of the dream, which, by the way, will manifest then in the physical frequency, the third dimension. So whatever you choose as a final outcome in the dream state will automatically manifest it. I I feel that the awakened state is really the dream world, mm-hmm. and our spiritual state through our dream world is really the reality, because we're souls, we're spiritual beings, and we're only temporarily in our human bodies for, what, 12 hours a day maybe? And then we return back to that soul consciousness again. So it's so important to remain awakened and pay attention to our dreams and the events that are taking place. More importantly, what is occurring and what someone else is attempting perhaps to do to you and if they're trying to harm you in any way. And so Mm -hmm. you might have lost your power in regards to a relationship or new relationship with someone in the physical dimension. But the dream world is now showing you perhaps the opportunity. Here he is again, or she is again, and now is your opportunity to see them for what they really are, see their true intention, and then basically to have their power and the ability to say no and to take your power back. So it's very, very important to be lucid of your dreams, aware of them. That's really interesting. I would like to share that. The um, last week, I believe it was, I had a strange dream, and I just saw this woman, and around surrounding her was like a cream, bright light. It wasn't white. It was 
cream like yellow and she was just standing there staring and it was so bright that I, I it hurt my eyes physically hurt my eyes what was that you met me <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you called it a strange dream <laughs> so today you've connected with my human self my human personality my human voice but through your dreams, see, I came and I made my presence known to you. And you saw me as a soul. You saw me as a spiritual being. You saw me as an energetic being. Okay. You weren't frightened. You just didn't know what to do or how to respond. No, I wasn't frightened at all. I just, it was just so bright on my eyes because I was. <laughs> well, I was that's like, another topic. So our work field or energy field or our souls, our energy, is composed of energy. And depending on our frequency or spiritual evolution and mm-hmm. how much we are evolved to love and to the Christ consciousness and to that type of purity, that's how strong or powerful our light will become and radiate. So if I'm walking down now, like afterwards I have outside ventures to do, people won't be able to see what you saw in your vision, but they mm-hmm. will feel it from me because I emanate that kind of energy. But for whatever reason, you called upon that. You might have even thought about it like, I wonder who Clementina really is, you know? I wonder if she believes in God. I, I, I just wonder. You know, and, it, and 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 that's okay to 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 question that, so that you really know the source. What is really behind my gifts and abilities to do what I do? Mm-hmm. And obviously, I responded, and rather than coming in human form, I just came as a spiritual being. I allowed you to experience my soul. Interesting. Okay. That is interesting. I'm the person that has the crazy dreams in color. It's like there are some nights I just say, please, I don't want to dream tonight. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, can I just rest? And it's I have all these dreams about different things, and I'll wake up from one and go straight into another one. What is that about, and why does that happen to people? And I and in I'm feeling that resistance, you know, like gee, I'm tired. I I just want to clock out. It's almost like you want to create a disconnect, just a disconnect. You don't want to be aware anymore of anything, of your own consciousness, the world's consciousness, right? Other people's consciousness or emotions or challenges, right? Or concerns. You just want total silence. That's it disconnect, bliss, so you can rest. Unfortunately, (laughs) that's not our design. As a soul, we are continually taking in new information through our bodies, through our personalities, and through our experiences in the awake state. Mm -hmm. Then when we go to sleep at night, this is the opportunity for the soul to basically communicate with your human personality, your human consciousness, and bring light to what all the different 
events or circumstances or people that you've met and that you've been exposed to. And it's there really as a guide, like a, like a, like a guiding light to help you so that you can gain access to the truth, to the real truth of what all of this is about so that you can make the best probable decision when you awaken back in your conscious state. Because this is, I think, the separation. So many people have chosen, it's kind of like a spiritual amnesia. They have just humanly chosen to forget who they are and what they are. And why they're here, why they have been allowed to incarnate again as a soul and have a human experience. So, And they're just in the matrix. They're just in the man-made world, in the artificial reality. And they're just obsessed with texting, right, and self and just everything that has to do, you know, what's the latest with the Kardashians or this diva or that diva, right? And they're and it's all one sided. It's just third dimensional, it's just human, it's just art it's an artificial reality. It's kinda of like being in a fictional book all, all day and all night long. If it wasn't for the soul having this portal of communication that we call dreams. Mm-hmm. Humans would completely forget a hundred million percent <laughs> of who and what they really are. And the dreams continually bring them back to their true authentic self, soul, spiritual nature. And continue to remind them, don't get too distracted about those new pair of shoes that are on sale. Or don't get so distracted about that guy. Yeah, I know he looks hot in his, you know, his blue jeans. But your soul and there was a reason why God gave you another opportunity. And you are not to fall asleep and forget who and what you really are, but in fact to, to harness your own spiritual gifts and abilities so that you can have discernment during your human journey. And you can say politely no and to basically reach your full potential as a soul in your human body. And that's what's lacking right now on the earth. People are not reaching their full potential. And they have created a very deep void within them. Very deep void. They're starving to death spiritually. And they're trying so many different things, you know, money and clothes and plastic surgery and Botox and sex and more sex and, you know, cocaine. And they're trying so many different things to fill that void because they're hungry. And no matter how much money they get or power they get or wealth they get or clothes they get, it's still not enough. They're still hungry. So the dream world is there to always remind you who and what you really are. And it's not, I don't care if you throw the alarm clock at the wall, if you put eye coverings on you, dark shades, it's not going to go away. <laughs> you will know not be sure able to disconnect. I tried that. But no, it's I not think... going to. And I trust me, I've had many, many souls who have like tried everything they could to turn it off. It's not going to turn off. Well, and thank I, God. I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to say thank you that it's not happening and that my soul is not listening to my uh, head with the, with the whole conversation of please stop. Um, also, when, 
when you mentioned before, you know, when you said, I was wondering whether or not you believed in God. And there are a lot of people who are very religious and they find this type of conversation something that they, they just can't wrap their it's heads around or refuse to. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. It's very challenging for them. And it's unfortunate. And thank you for for bringing this up because it is a very viable platform to talk about. You know, there are over 2,000 religions in the United States alone, and none of them agree on anything at all, and they're always in dispute and debate with each other. And I grew up, you know, I said, in Roman Catholic faith. That was my mom and dad, and they were Italians. And and my mom did bring me uh, to the church, uh, to the priest, to get exorcism done. And all I could tell you is it didn't go very well for the priest. (laughs) I kicked and bit. (laughs) I I did a hammer hammer thing, don't touch this. I did everything (laughs) I needed to do, but that priest wasn't touching me. Um, It was a real challenge growing up because as a Roman Catholic Italian girl, um, I, I, I really just assumed that everybody was having the same abilities that I was born into and that they were having the same nightly experiences that I was too. So when my earthly parents decided to beat it out of me at such a young age, I really didn't get that at all. And I would ask them repeatedly, but but what do you do at night? Where do you go at night? Don't the angels give you assignments too? And I can't even begin to find the words to describe my shock and utter amazement. I mean, three, four, five years old, I was just a kid. So I just assumed mom and dad were even getting greater assignments than me. I mean, it was pretty cool to have an angel, you know, work with you and t- say, yeah, let's get the kids out. You know, it's your assignment out of the burning house. I thought that was pretty cool for a five-year-old, but I thought my mom and dad must really be doing some unbelievable things. And so I I was introduced to um, a very challenging concept of organized religion at a very early age, and along with the beatings as well, because based on their uh, ignorance of such things and their fears and they're just uh, hunger for, for control and domination over me. And they didn't understand how I can do these things. Um, so it's just like, let's just beat it out of her. And it's been a journey. It's been a natural evolution. And then when I went public at 17 years of age. and So I have been exposed to many different belief systems along the way. And at the end of the day, I've always reestablished that we are souls. And souls can be defined by human organized religions. They just can't. And at the end of the day, no matter what religion we are or what political side we're in, Democrat or Republican, we're all souls. We're all part of the same family. We're all brothers and sisters. And at the end of the day, our greatest teacher and master, Jesus, told us to love one another. And that's what we need to do. And, you know, Jesus was an extraordinary intuitive. And he was a healer, which my gift of healing awakened at the age of 39. So, and he said to all of us, it's recorded, you know, that 
you can do these things and even greater things. Mm. So if you want to pick a religion, I pick the religion of Jesus. He is my teacher, you know, and he has mm-hmm. he brought me great comfort during my own tribulations as a young child. I would often cry and pray to him, you know, why are my parents beating me? What have I done wrong? I don't understand. Why don't they do this too? And at the end of the day, even if someone doesn't understand it, even if someone is frightened of it, they still should do just as he said and taught, love one another at the end of the day. That's it. And they shouldn't create divisions. And they shouldn't cast someone into hell or, you know, all of that is so the opposite of what he stood for and what he died for. Oh, my goodness. You, that is amazing. And I am so glad that you said that because, you know, we just get things so, I guess, twisted. And I don't know, we just see things in such a, a way that's not the way it was intended to be seen. And I'm glad that you are saying this because it's important for people to know this. And with that in mind, with today's climate, um, how do we, how do we heal ourselves and others? That is so important. Um, And if, and and I'm not, I'm going to just step in one other, well, Bringing what I just said is that we need to begin the healing by awakening ourselves and detaching ourselves from the human roles that we have allowed ourselves to play and to be cast into. We are not black skin and white skin. Skin doesn't matter at all. You know, it's the white consciousness, the white skin consciousness, the consciousness that chose to define a black skin body of lesser value. They degraded it. But in the eyes of God, there is no difference between black skin or white skin or yellow skin or brown skin. And there is no difference between the male body and a female body. But unfortunately, there's a consciousness predominantly through the white consciousness of male that they believe that white men are superior to women. White men are superior to any colored skin race. These are illusions. Illusions. These are man-made artificial belief systems and realities. They are not truth. Unfortunately, this consciousness that has taken hold of white skin male bodies predominantly, it has just infected the entire human race. It has caused so much division and, and strife. And when you think about the souls, the precious, precious souls, children of God, that for whatever reason chose to incarnate in a black skin or dark skin body. And what these white skin men chose to do with those children of God and enslave them 
in chains and bondages and treated them like animals. God must have had a hard day and cried himself when he saw his own children do this to brothers and sisters. So the only way the human race is really going to take hold and begin the healing process that it is starving for is to wake up and to see themselves as souls, as children of God again, and to totally detach all of these artificial realities and Democrat and Republic. Oh, my God. How many people are worrying over this situation now as well? Money, another artificial illusion. All it is is dead trees with green ink on it. So it's it's time, and women have been, oh, my God, how many young children, young female girls did this Olympic doctor sexually assault, the Harvey Weinsteins of the world, including our own president, Donald J. Trump, and bragging about, I can go out in front of Trump Tower and shoot somebody, and people will still vote for me. We, the children of God, have got to awaken. We've got to wake up and take our power back and not support anymore or enable what I call a very barbaric consciousness. That doesn't serve anyone except a small handful of white men, basically. That's about it. And they're drunken with power and greed, and they basically have enslaved a whole entire human race to their way of thinking, to their paradigm. This is why the dream world is so important. It's really the only portal, the only way God and the angels and the soul can speak to your personality and help you to remember again who you are and why you came here and how to get your power back. So the healing begins with a soul awakening. And I won't take it anymore. And you see it. Women are out on the street every day, protesting every day, resisting. And you're not my president. These girls stood up in front of this doctor now, 250-some doctors. The souls are beginning to awaken. Amen. There's a real spiritual revolution going on on this planet. And it's not about Democrat versus Republican. And it definitely shouldn't be about black skin versus white skin. I mean, that is just so insanity. It's just ridiculous. It's time that we, as children of God, see each other and accept each other as brothers and sisters, as souls. And we're all from this one God and one family. That's what it should be. And it just took a small handful of this consciousness, and I hate to say it, but through the white man's consciousness that created so much deception and so much delusion and has suppressed the potential of all of us so that we have not really become what God intended us to become. But instead, we allowed ourselves, we submitted ourselves to become what, in fact, another man wanted us to become. And it's time that we become what God wants us to become. Okay. That is just amazing because, you know, I honestly believe, 
you know, I believe in what you're saying because I've said that myself. And my mom used to say the same thing when she was alive as well. And it's so funny. Um, we had a conversation and uh, before she passed, and she said she wanted this particular song to be played at her um, at her funeral. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You want a song played at your funeral? She goes, yeah, that's what I want. I said, okay, if that's what you want, fine. So we played the song. Um, my sister compiled a CD of songs to be played during uh, the funeral. And what happened was the only song that played was the song that she wanted. So it played continuously like it was just on a loop. <laughs> and we were all just amazed because my sister was like, I don't think I should put the song on. I said, put the song on, put the song on. And I kept nagging her. Did you put the song on? She goes, yes, okay. And that was the only song that played. And it made it gave me an understanding of the fact that we're not gone when we're gone. Mm-mm. No, you hit upon the other myth that they have tried to program us and bet us, bury us alive with is death, and there is no death. Now, the human body, no differently than a beautiful flower or plant, yes, does terminate. It has. The human body does have an expiration date. It does. But the soul always continues on. The soul was alive before it decided and chose incarnation to come into a human body and come upon the earth and have an earthly experience, and it remains alive the moment it steps out and releases itself for the last time. And earth life is so temporary. What, 40, 50, 60 years, if that, you know, for the general masses? And then where do we go? Then what do we do? And where were we before that? Life is eternal. We can never, ever die. Only our bodies die. And for that reason alone, gives should give us plenty of encouragement and exercise more with discerning fashion, our free will and free choice that God gave us, that mm-hmm. we should not allow ourselves to fall asleep. We shouldn't forget who and what we really are and allow just a handful of humans on this planet to basically conform us and to tell us who and what we are and to just strip away what we really are and our true potential and to enslave us. I, I Unfortunately, I see most of the souls on earth like slaves. You know, I don't care what skin color they have. And they may not have the chains on them and the bolts on them, but they're enslaved. They are. Because you'll find many, many, like these young women today, you know, they can't walk out the front door if they don't have their massive hair extensions on or their breast implants or their lip fillers or Botox because they don't want their muscles to move. Like, really? (laughs) You know, God gave you those muscles. Who are you to say now that they shouldn't be moving, <laughs> you know? And, and like everything is about the illusion. Everything is about the external world. And people have just chosen for some reason to just totally view this artificial reality. That's all. Mm-hmm. As their total existence and their total reality, even if it's only going to be for 30, 40, 50, 60 years. But then upon death, their transition, when the body dies, and they no longer have the body, and they're no longer in the airplane, then what? Then where do they go? You know? And it's not as simple that you just go to heaven or you go to hell. There's a lot more to it about 
that after death. And it's all based on the choices that you made while you were on mm. earth and how wow. awakened you allowed yourself to become while on earth. Wow. Now, I'm going to stop us right here because we I have to have you come back because there is so much more, and we didn't even get in t- into the various types of nightly visions and stuff of that nature. So I would love to have you come back. But before um, you go, I want to be able to have the opportunity to let our listeners know how they can communicate with you, get in, get in touch with you, and follow you. Thank you so much. Um, well, the main book, I have several books, and the main book that we were focusing on today is called The Best-Selling Guide to Spiritual interpretations of your dreams that's the best-selling guide to spiritual interpretation of your dreams and it's available on amazon.com and barnes and noble and kobo and everywhere but to get direct information go to my website at www.spiritualwisdomtv.com that's www.spiritualwisdomtv.com Dot com And everything about me, my books, my private sessions, my radio shows, everything is there for you. Excellent. Great. Great. And, I mean, this has been so interesting and so engaging, and I'm so grateful to have you on the show. And, like I said, we're going to reschedule you to come back in a couple of weeks because – I think this is a conversation that that we can really get into a little bit further because there's so much, it's so vast and there's so many more dimensions to it. And we only touched, we scratched the surface today. Well, I accept and thank you so much for the opportunity to touch and enrich the lives of your listening audience. Thank you so much. And um, I just want to, you know, tell all our listeners that don't believe the hype about what you hear. Just open your minds and expand yourself to really, really understand it. that the things that you don't understand, don't let them scare you. Just allow them to just open your mind to, to the possibility. And and I'm just tongue-tied because there's so much more that, that we can talk about and discuss, but like I said, we're going to have to come back and do that again later. So, To all of my listening audience, you have a great, great, great weekend, and you have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful um, evening because we have the Super Bowl coming up tomorrow, so I know a lot of somebody's going to be upset. So enjoy yourself tonight (laughs) because tomorrow's going to be an upsetting day for some and a very happy day for others. So with that note, be well, take care of yourself, and have a great, 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 great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. For more content, visit us at thecocoexpressshow.com.